ముసావాదావేరమణి పిసునావాచావేరమణి పరుషావాచావేరమణి సంపలాపావేరమణి abstaining from false speech so uh, right speech is abstaining what is called false speech is lying false uh, speech is wrong speech then malicious talk is wrong speech then harsh speech is wrong speech now uh, this the first one false speech when we uh, think of this uh there are now in society the people say that white lies white poles huh in buddhism there is no room to white poles if you if you tell a lie then you want to tell another lie to cover it again you want another lie to cover another one like that you you will have to use a string of lies so whatever the lies even, even the uh, these kids they, they used to lie when when they are young they uh, even for joke for fun they they tell lies but uh, we as parents should not encourage them to tell lies that is not good uh, telling lies is not good uh, even venerable rahul the buddha's uh, uh, prince siddhartha's son ha huh? rahul when he was ordained you know he was ordained at the age of around 7 then he told lies he uh, used to tell lies then the buddha knew this one day buddha went to his kuti his room uh, yeah when the rahul lived and it was the custom whenever the person whenever a guest come into a place in india they kept a basin of uh, water a bucket of water in front of the uh, door to wash his legs because in in the in india the roads were dusty and muddy so uh, there was a basin full of water in front of the do so the buddha went there and with this basin full of water buddha washed his legs and he left little water in the in the basin and rahula is now looking at that looking at how the buddha was washing his feet and then uh, buddha uh, leaving little water said rahula see this in the basin on little water ah like this those who tell lies their virtue is like this virtue is very little then the buddha throw this water away and said rahul see ah it's thrown away so the person who tell lies his life is like something thrown away useless thrown away then buddha got the basin and put it upside down and said rahul you see this ah this is like this like the the person who tell lies his life is like up, upside down see how <laughs> he how, how he taught his son and then buddha like that uh, buddha said not to tell lies he gave this lesson to venerable rahul so uh, another occasion the buddha said musa vaden vancheti natti papam akarya if one tells lies if one tells lies he has no any evil no e- any evil that he cannot do he or she huh? if if you tell lies 
you can do any evil, any bad things. And then can say, no, I didn't know. You can say that. That is the meaning. So, if one tells lies, Usavadena vancheti natipavam akarya. If one deceives others with lies, he has no other evil that he cannot do. That's what he said. One day, the Buddha said, Yo Brahmanangva Samanangva Anyangva Pivanipakam Musavadena Vancheti Tanjanya Vasaloiti. In the Vasala Sutta. Vasala Sutta is the Vasala is the, the outcast. Once a, a certain Brahmin uh, said that Buddha is the Vasala. Then the Buddha said, do you know who Vasala is? Then we are, he, Buddha said, uh, Vasala, uh, Buddha gave a list. Of the list, one of the uh, factors is uh, telling lies. Buddha said, Yo Brahmanangva Samanangva Anyangva Pivanibhaka Musavadena Vancheti Tanjanya Vasaloiti. If anyone deceives a Brahmin, a recluse, or any other mendicant with uh, false speech, lies, understand that he is an outcast. Buddha said. One day, uh, a group of fishermen, they caught an unusual fish. It was golden color. Golden fish. Unusual, quite big one. So, as it is unusual fish, these people, these fishermen, took, took it to the palace to show this to the king. So they put, took it and they gave it to the king. And the king wanted to show this to the Buddha. So king took the fish to the Buddha. When, when it was taken to the monastery, in front of the Buddha and other people, the, the fish opened his mouth. When he opened his mouth, the stink, uh, his breath stinky, permitting stench was permitting all over. It was such a bad smell all over. This such a beautiful golden fish, but when it opened its mouth, stinky. Smell all over, permitted, permitted all over, unbearable. Then the, the king wanted to ask. The king asked venerable sir, asked the Buddha venerable sir, what is this? Such a beautiful fish, huh? such a beautiful fish. His stink is permeating all over. What is the reason? Then the Buddha, through his divine power, Buddha didn't want to reveal the story. Buddha, through his uh, divine power, uh, made the, the fish to talk. The, the fish <laughs> itself started to talk. He said that, the reason, he said that in his previous life, he was a monk, an erudite monk, but conceited, proud monk, with his Erudity, he was proud and he looked down upon others. And he used uh, false speech and has speech, both. Uh, it is because of that karma this happened to him. He himself, <laughs> he himself revealed the story. Friends, this is how things happen. We, we don't think, some, sometimes we don't think this karma. But karma is a very important factor, a vital factor of course. It is one of the vital factors to be understood. Karma. So we use, uh, we do not use uh, false speech. We refrain from false speech because we want to use right, uh, we want to use uh, right speech. What is right speech is truth. We want to understand what is truth. 
as we want to understand truth, we refrain from untruth. What is untruth? So truth, as we Buddhists, we want to understand truth, the basic truth. And then we, we have to understand the noble truths. The noble truths are four noble truths. Since we want to understand the four noble truths, we all have to refrain from untruth. What is untruth? False. That is the first one. Then the second one. Second one is malicious talk. Uh, that is called divisive talk, in other words. Divisive. We should never engage in divisive talk. Divisive talk is like someone listen to the, the talking, listen to something here and go to another place and report this there to divide these two groups. Or listen to something over there, I mean here, and then report it. And then you divide the people. You can divide at least two persons. Two persons. Uh, this division, one is called Sangha Beda. Sangha Beda means you divide Sangha. Uh, that is one of the Gelis karma. Don't do that. No, nobody should do that. Helis karma, one of the Helis karma, grave offense, make divisions of the Sangha, the monks and nuns groups, right? So, div, uh, we have to, what we have to do is not to divide. We should not divide the people. We should unite people. Suppose when you listened, when you heard some people are not in good terms, they are angry for some trivial matters, trivial things. So what you to do is you to you you to go and talk with them. You you can not to divide, uh, unite them, talk with them and unite them. That is how we have to do in, in society. So, uh, for this division, divisive talk is one of the dangerous things. In the time of the Buddha, there was a kingdom, a, a republican kingdom, a repu republican state, where 7,707 rulers they all ruled the, ruled in turns. They all were united, republicans. They they have that unity because they have seven undefeated factors. Satta aparihaniya dharma, seven undefeated factors. Once the Buddha taught them these seven factors, then they brought by them these factors. Then one day the king Ajatasattu, king Ajatasattu wanted to uh, destroy this group, this republican uh, state. As he wanted to destroy them, he wanted to get some instruction from the Buddha. So he sent one, one of his ministers, named Vasakara, he sent to the Buddha. He asked the minister to go and uh, inform the Buddha that king is going to destroy this this group, uh, this republican uh, vajjis, the vajjis. Then uh, patiently listen what the Buddha says. Whatever the Buddha says, come and tell me. That is how the king told him. So he went to the Buddha and he reported, he, he informed the Buddha that the king is going to destroy this uh, Vajjins. Then the Buddha said, as long as they have, as long as they abide by these seven undefeated factors, no one can destroy them. That is what the Buddha said. So he, he got this idea and he came and told this to the king. And then they planned to divide them, divide the groups. As they are united, because of their seven undefeated factors, they were united. So the, uh, so the king wanted to divide. So the king asked the Brahmins 
to think of a way to divide them. So what the Brahmins plan was to uh, to go to an assemble, they assemble and uh, whisper a secret to one person. So the Brahmin went to the, the assemble and in front of others, as they, they were all in united in one place, the Brahmins went there and to one, one of them's ear, he said, you see, there is a, there, uh, in the husk of rice, in the husk of rice, there is a grain of rice. In the, you know the paddy. In the paddy, inside there is a grain of rice. So he whispered this to that man, one person. He said, you know, there is a rice, grain of rice in its husk. That is not a secret. But he, as he whispered this to one's ear, all others saw this, that man said something to his ear. And then others want to, wanted to know the secret. The others asked what, it, what he said. Then he said, he is, it is nothing, he said that there is a grain of rice in, it, in its house. There is nothing to say. But no one believed this. Others thought that he whispered, he told him something else, some sort of uh, thing to divide them. Then so they all divided. They were divided and later on they were destroyed. This is what happened. It's one thing, simple thing is enough to divide people. Unite is very difficult, but divide is easy. So that is what is called malicious malicious talk. Then the third one is uh, harsh speech. Harsh speech is another speech which we have to refrain from. Nobody like this. Harsh speech. Uh, we all like to listen to something dear to ear, dear to heart. That is how we like. We never want to listen to others' aspects. But there are people in society, they use this language, abusive, uh, sort of harsh language. Um, in the time of the Buddha, there was a Brahmin name, Akkosa. Akkosa. Akkosa means blaming. His name itself is Akkosa. Akkosa Brahmin. One day he invited the Buddha uh, for his meal. When he invited the Buddha, when the Buddha came in, he started to blame. He started to scold the Buddha. And uh, then the Buddha patiently listened, listened. And at the end, Buddha asked Brahmin, do you have your friends, uh, do you invite your friends or relatives from time to time? Then he said, yes, I invite my relatives, friends, from time to time. Then when they come here, uh, do you give them some uh, some treatments like food, drinks, anything to eat or drink? Yes, I do. Then if they refuse it, what do you do with them? with this food, drinks, what you give, if, the, if they refuse it, what do you do with this? Then he said, then I take this and I eat this. Mm. He said, I eat this. We use this. Then the Buddha said, okay, I am one of your relatives, friends. So you invited me. I came here. And you gave this... Uh, gifts to me, to blame. You blamed me. That is to your gift today. So, I refuse it. So, better you keep it. <laughs> this is how the Buddha uh, faced in different difficult situations. So, many Brahmins, you know, in the time of the Buddha, many Brahmins blamed the Buddha, criticized the Buddha, vehemently criticized the Buddha. They the Brahmins were always against. They always thought of to do something. They formulate some uh, questions or some some kind of things to destroy the, 
the fame of the Buddha and his disciples. That is how they did. Uh, another occasion, a Brahmin named Atula. His name was Atula. He went to the uh, temple, to the monastery, to listen to a Dhamma talk. When he went to the monastery, there was a monk, he was practicing. He was mindfully practicing. So, he went there and asked the Venerable Sir, can you uh, teach me, can you teach me Dhamma for, for some time? But he, he did not want to talk. He, he was practicing, so he simply uh, practiced without talking. Then he started to blame this monk. Oh, this monk, he did not, uh, he does not want to talk, he does not want to teach me Dhamma, and he blamed this, this monk. And then he went to Venerable uh, Sariputta. Venerable, uh, then he asked Venerable Sariputta whether he can teach him Dhamma. Then Venerable Sariputta talked, he gave long talk. Very long talk. And he was listening this talk. And finally he started to blame him. It's such a long, lengthy talk. <laughs> he blamed him. And then he went to Venerable Anand. And uh, asked him to give a talk. Venerable Anand gave a very short talk. Then he started to blame him also. So now, then after that he went to the Buddha and complained. These monks, <laughs> they, I went to that particular monk, Venerable Reta, I think, Revata. So I went to that monk and asked, he did not teach me, he did not preach, and I went to Venerable Sariputta, he gave a lengthy talk, and Venerable Ananda gave a short talk. Like that he complained. Then the Buddha said, Purana metang atula. Netang na netang ajjata namiva. Nindanti tunna masinang. Nindanti bahubanina. Mitabanimpi nindanti natti loke aninditu. Atula, this is not only today. This is from ancient time. <laughs> this is from ancient time. Whoever uh, keep silence, people blame him. People blame him be, be, because of his silence. Whoever talk lengthy, talk, talk uh, too much, then people blame him. And whoever talk uh, in middle, mitabani, softly, uh, in the in middle way, he is also blamed. So, in the world, Buddha said, in this world, there is none who has not been uh, blamed. Everybody has been blamed by even one person, another person. So, that is how the Buddha said. So, this harsh speech, whatever harsh speech, whatever abuse you talk, this is one of the things that we have to understand we should never use our speech to others. Then the, the last one is uh, frivolous talk or div, uh, idle chatter. This is called idle chatter. You know, idle, when you are idle, you want to chat. That is idle chatter. Huh? When the people are idle, they want to chat. This is actually not necessarily to explain even. It is clear because most of us engage in this. When, when the people get together, they start to talk something. And maybe a very little thing, very, very trivial thing starting. But they start to talk and then after that talking many different subjects. Science, geography, politics, uh, religious and all these different subjects and thereafter they talk about different persons. Uh, sometimes this, they talk about the politicians and blame them and all these things. Perhaps hours they talk. Unnecessary talk. 
which are useless talk useless talk uh, and that is called uh, this is called frivolous talks so that also we have to understand we should not engage in such talk when we whenever we get together we have to be mindful as practitioners we have to be mindful whoever uh, start to talk something which is not pertinent which is not not uh, good for us then we should uh, uh, we we can avoid them or we can switch the uh, talk we can change the topic that is what i do normally when when i whenever i go to a certain group whenever i stay with some other people if they are going to talk something which is not suitable for me i talk something i i try to put it in the proper way maybe i uh, turn it to dhamma i get this dhamma topic and talk on the dhamma that is exactly what the buddha said buddha said bangs whenever you get together you to do as practitioners you to do two things dhyam karaniya you to do two things what are the two th- things dhammiva kata aryova tunhi bhava either talk something on dhamma or aryova tunhi bhava observe silence two things are this either talk on the dhamma or be silent that is the uh, teaching of the buddha so referring to this uh, right speech buddha has delivered a special discourse uh, let's take that discourse tonight this is uh, the discourse to prince abaya prince abaya abaya raja kumara sutta the name of the sutta is abaya raja kumara raja kumara is the prince abaya is his name so according to this sutta once when the buddha was uh, living at the place called rajagaha bamboo bamboo grove if you have been there you can remember now this is why you have to go there you have to visit these places at least one time in life you know one time the buddha buddha himself recommended this visiting these places so rajagaha when whenever you listen this word rajagaha then you can remember uh, that is the place where the buddha lived the bamboo grove rajagaha uh, like that so once the buddha lived in that uh, in that place then there was the, the famous teacher uh, nigantanatha putta nigantanatha putta was the teacher of jainism he was the master jainis jainis jainism so he had many uh, disciples uh, abaya was one abaya the prince abaya was one of his disciples one day when uh, prince abaya visited him and when he went there he greeted him and he sat side then nigantanatha putta he said uh, prince abaya you have a task to do you have very good thing to do what is that you to go to recluse gotama and refute his teaching refute his doctrine uh then if you refute his doctrine your fame will spread all over you will you, that will be a great uh, report a, a very good report to you as a prince it is a, is a good thing to fame you know fame some people like fame Hmm? so then this was said uh, he asked how should we do this then nigantanatha putta you know this is how they formulated things term formulated questions now he he said you better go there and ask prince uh, as preclus gotama whether the tathagat whether the preclus gotama 
utter any speech which is unwelcome and disagreeable by people, by others. Whether the Buddha, in other words, whether the Buddha speak anything uh, unwelcome, disagreeable by other people. Then if the Buddha says, uh, the Buddha says yes, then ask, so what is the difference between Buddha and other people? Because other people also use such, uh, such speech. They, they also talk about such things. So what is the difference between Buddha and other people? Ask this question. Then uh, he further said, if the, uh, if, if the Buddha says no, then ask, why then the recluse Gautama, why then the Buddha declared that Devadatta is incorrigible? Devadatta is uh, destined to be born in hell. And it, it was because of that the Devadatta got angry and he was, he was uh, quite uh, disgusted. So this is what is called dilemma. Uh, two-horned questions. Two-horned questions. These are called two-horned questions. Both sides, horns. So he further said, it is like the person, then if you, when you ask this, then the recluse Gautama would not be able to throw it up or gulp it down. This is like something, uh, a peg, iron peg is stuck in your throat like. So you better go there and put this question to uh, recluse Gautama. That was the question he formulated and asked Prince Abhaya to go and uh, ask this question. So he went to the Buddha, that was evening, when he went there, uh, he greeted the Buddha and but then he looked at the sun as it was, the sun was setting, he thought that now it is not enough time, it is not the better time, I will ask, I will put this question tomorrow at my home. I will invite him to my home. So he invited the Buddha together with three more monks, three other monks, for the following day's meal. So the Buddha went there the following day's uh, meal together with three other monks. When the, when the Buddha and other monks went there, he, uh, Prince Abhaya, offered dana uh, to the Buddha and the monks. After dana, after meal, he sat uh, on a lowest uh, seat and asked this question. He asked, Venerable Sir, uh, whether the Tathagata, he asked whether Tathagata used the speech which is unwelcome and disagreeable by other people. He put the question. Then Nigantanatha Putta, he thought that the Buddha will give the direct answer, either yes or no. But when this question was put to the Buddha, Buddha said, uh, Prince, there is no one-sided answer to this question. <laughs> Buddha said, there is no one-sided answer. You cannot say yes or no for this question. Then he said, ah, now Nigantas have lost, because their formulation was incorrect now. So he, when he said this, Buddha asked, this, why, why you say that? Then after he revealed the whole story, what happened, how this question was formulated by uh, Nigantanatha Buddha, and he, uh, he said this uh, to the Buddha. Now, when this was said, uh, Buddha said, <coughs> uh, there, by this time, there was, a, there was an infant in the prince's uh, lap. He was laying prone. Then the Buddha said, uh, Prince Abhaya, now this infant, in your absence or your nurse, nurse's absence, the babysitter's absent. This 
Infants, suppose if I take a piece of stick or pebble and put it in his mouth and try to try to uh, eat it, try to gulp it, and it is stuck in his throat. Suppose then, what do you do? Buddha asked. Then the, then the Abhe, Prince Abhe said, Venerable Sir, then I hold his head with my left hand and with the crooked uh, index finger of right hand I put it into the mouth and try to take it out. Even with blood I take it out. Right? That is how he said. Even with blood you take take the pebble out. Then the Buddha said, why do you do that? <coughs> he said, Pante because I love my son, I love my kid, and I have compassion to it, my kid. Then the Buddha said, ah, like that, the Tathagata, the Buddha, Buddha, Buddha don't say I, Buddha normally say Tathagata, Tathagata means Buddha. So the Buddha said, ah, like that, the Tathagata has compassion to all beings, Tathagata has compassion to all beings. Therefore, Tathagata use language uh, understanding it clearly. Uh, Tathagata, the Buddha knows language, the limitation of language. Buddha knows the, the, the proper time to use language. Buddha said, when you talk, there are, Buddha gave five factors. These five factors are very important for us in our daily life. How to use language. Sometimes some people come and uh, tell me, Bhante, uh, please advise our son. Huh? Because they, they, they say like, my son is now a bit uh, uh, not obedient, he is a bit arrogant or something like that. He, he doesn't like to listen to me. Please, Pante, please uh, advise him or uh, the daughter, like that. Because they themselves don't know how to use language. They try to say that, don't do this, don't do this, like that. Huh? Then they don't like to listen to the parents even. So, if we know this Buddha's advice, I, I think we can, we can arrange, we can, next time we can advise, we can talk with them in the proper manner. So let's understand how the Buddha said, how to use language. Buddha said, Kalena Bhasita. The first one is Kalena Bhasita. Talk at the proper time. Ah, this is not only to your son or daughter, to your boss, to your friends, right? Like in the office, you can talk with others. You have to understand the proper time first. To anybody. When we ask, ask something to any person, we have to understand the proper time to talk with him or her. Kala in a bahasita. Kala is time. Timely. Talk timely. Kala in a bahasita means at the proper time. Then sanhaja bahasita. Sanha means softly. Softly, gently. Talk with gently, softly. Sanhaja Bhāsita. Then Satchaja Bhāsita. Satcha means truth. Talk what is truth. Satchaja Bhāsita. Then uh, Atta Sanghitena Bhāsita. Meaningfully. Talk what is whatever meaningfully. Uh, Atta Sanghitena Bhāsita. Then the last said Metta chittena bhasita, with metta. Talk with metta. These are the five factors to be understood when we talk with others. When, especially when there are some cases like special occasions. Uh, to meet, when you meet, when you want to uh, talk a special thing. So the Buddha has his own way of using language. In this particular discourse, 
this goes to Abhaya, Buddha said, as, I, uh, as the Tathagata has compassion to all beings, Tathagata used language uh, properly. Let's now understand how the Tathagata, how the Buddha used language. Buddha said in this, this Sutta, if any speech that is untrue, incorrect, unbeneficial, and unwelcome by others, Tathagata does not utter such speech, which is, which is untrue, incorrect, unbeneficial, and unwelcome by people, by others. The Buddha does not talk such speech. Then the second one, the Buddha said, any speech which is true, correct, beneficial, but unwelcome by others. For that, Buddha knows the time, time to talk, which is, because it is true, it is correct, it is beneficial, but people don't like to accept it. Buddha knows the proper time to talk on that. And the third one, the speech which is untrue, incorrect, unbeneficial, but the people welcome it. Though it is un unbeneficial, people welcome it. So the Buddha does not, does not speak such things. Then the fourth, what is true, correct, unbeneficial, welcome by people. That also the Buddha does not talk. That's such things. Buddha don't talk. Um, the fifth one, which is true, correct, beneficial, welcome by people, welcome by others. The Buddha, for that also, Buddha knows the time. So, you see, all the time, Buddha knows the proper time to talk. That is the meaning here. So, that is why the Buddha is called Kala Nyu. Kala Nyu means the one who knows time. We don't know times. Buddha knows proper time. Therefore, there is a special epithet to the Buddha that is called, that is what is Kala Nyu. So, when the Buddha said this, the prince asked this. Prince said, Venerable Sir, now with different learned noble ones, learned Brahmins, learned householders, learned recluses, they formulate uh, different questions and come to you and post these questions. When they come and ask these questions, do you think the answer before ahead? Do you think uh, if they come, like if they come and ask this question, I should answer them like this. If they answer this type of question, I should answer this, like this. Do you think in advance, in, do you think like this? He asked. Then the Buddha said, I will ask a counter question. I will ask a counter question. Now, as you are skillful in um, uh, the parts of chariot, those days they used the chariot, unlike today, cars and different, different vehicles, they used chariot. So, this person, this prince was skillful in the parts of the chariot. So, as you are skillful, you, you know all the parts of the chariot, suppose some person come and comes and asks you, what is the name of this part? And then do you, uh, do you say that, the, the name of the part? Yes. And different parts, like that, different part, whenever, whatever else, as you are skillful, you know this, every part. Uh, like that, he asked, when the Buddha asked, whether he uh, answered, that he gave the names of the parts, he said yes. Then the Buddha said, uh, like that, 
the Buddha, the Tathagata. Tathagata knows all these parts. The Tathagata has penetrated everything through his uh, wisdom. Therefore, Tathagata knows all these things, the Buddha said. So with that he became very happy, being elated, being rejoiced the uh, Buddha's answers. He became one of the followers of the Buddha. He went for went, uh, the refuge of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. This is what happened. So let's, friends, understand the significance of uh, using right speech. To use right speech, we have to refrain, we have to abstain from false speech. We have to abstain from false speech, we have to abstain, abstain from malicious talk, abstain from harsh speech and frivolous talk. When we abstain from this, our verbal conduct is right. With that, then we can go to the next, our physical conduct, physical actions. That is Samma Kamanta, which we are going to talk on tomorrow. So, let's understand the significance of this wonderful teaching of the Buddha and let's uh, follow this Dhamma so that we all can develop this path, the eight Noble Eightfold Path and the Tenfold Path and finally attain Supreme Bliss of Nibbana. May we all attain ultimate bliss of Nibbana. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.